the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Ice cold water. You know, you won't settle for room temperature water or a Coca-Cola. You want ice cold water when you're really, really thirsty. And when you get that ice cold water and you just drink it down and it's running down your shirt and you just drink a gallon of it because it's so refreshing and it's so satisfying. There's nothing that satisfies a thirst like ice cold water. Well, God has created us with a physical thirst, but God has also created us with a spiritual thirst. Sports, soft, or even bottle drink ads incessantly remind us to quench our thirst. Or perhaps you remember the cartoons that animated the intrepid hero wandering aimlessly in the desert, dying of thirst, only to be fooled by the mirage of an oasis. No matter how hard we try in this life, nothing will truly satisfy us like Jesus. Pastor Dan illustrates the unquenchable realization that Jesus is the water of life and our perfect source of continued sustenance. Today, don't go another minute thirsting for the living water of Jesus. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Revelation chapter 22 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. We begin the last chapter of the Bible today. Can you believe it? Here in this uh, first five verses of chapter 22, John gives us one more glimpse of the new Jerusalem. And remember, the new Jerusalem is our eternal home. It's where we will live forever and ever with all the other believers and more importantly, with Jesus Christ forever. The final two chapters of the Bible really bring the Bible full circle for us. Full circle back to the beginning of the Bible. All that was lost in the Garden of Eden, we find is restored here at the end of the book. And it's restored to a much grander scale. Paradise now is regained. The paradise that was lost back in the Garden in Genesis is regained here at the end of Revelation, but better than ever before. You know, the Bible opens with the creation of the heavens and the earth, and it closes with the creation of a new heavens and a new earth. The Bible opens in a garden, and it ends in a city with a garden-like environment that's very similar to the Garden of Eden. It opens with man and God dwelling together, and it closes with man and God dwelling together forever and ever. But here's the important thing. In between the Garden of Genesis and the New Jerusalem of Revelation, this eternal city, in between stands the cross of Jesus Christ. And it's the cross of Jesus Christ alone 
that makes the new Jerusalem possible, that restores everything back that was lost by man and his sin in the garden. Cross alone. And understand that the story of the Bible, the story of redemption, it begins in the garden created by God so that he could enjoy fellowship with man and a relationship with man. But then man rebelled against God. He sinned against God. He broke the relationship with God. And then you have this story through the Bible of God restoring that relationship, the story of redemption. And it culminates with the cross. It culminates with God sending his son into the world to die on the cross, to redeem mankind back from his sin and to reconcile man back to God and restoring that relationship that man broke. God steps in, he intervenes, he takes action and he fixes what was broken. He restores that relationship so that man can now have eternal life with God in heaven forever. And it's the cross that does this, the cross that changes the destiny of mankind and creation and changes our destiny from death and sorrow and pain and separation to life and joy and fellowship with God forever. In chapter 21, we saw last week that John gave us a description of the physical appearance of the new Jerusalem, of our heavenly home. And he began By describing the outside or the exterior of the city of the New Jerusalem, he began by describing the walls. He described them as great walls made of pure gold like clear glass. He described the gates of the city, that there's 12 gates to the city. And remember, he told us that each gate was one single pearl. That's where we get the idea of pearly gates. And each gate is a single pearl. He told us that the walls were built on 12 foundations and those 12 foundations were covered with precious stones. And he told us that the streets of the city were made of gold, but not like any gold that we have in this world. He describes it as gold that is transparent like glass. Uh, So the streets of the city of the New Jerusalem are made of gold. Again, if they're using gold for asphalt, and the new Jerusalem, you know it's going to be pretty awesome when you get there. If the streets are gold, everything's going to go up from there. And again, remember, the design of the city with the gold and the precious stones and the transparent gold like glass, it's all designed to reflect the glory of God that's shining out of that city because God dwells in the city. We saw also in chapter 21 uh, the the dimensions of the city and the shape of the city. The city is shaped like a cube and it's 1,500 miles wide, it's 1,500 miles long, and it's 1,500 miles tall. It's the shape of a cube like the Holy of Holies in the tabernacle. Its dimensions are roughly the size of the moon. And the most glorious feature of the New Jerusalem, it's not the golden streets, it's not the precious stones, it's not the pearly gates, It's that God himself dwells there, that the tabernacle of God will be with man in the new Jerusalem and the glory of God illuminates that city and we will dwell with God in the new Jerusalem forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Now we come to chapter 22 and John continues his description of the new Jerusalem in verse one. He says, and he speaking of the angel that is giving him the tour of the city. 
And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal. John's impacted by how clear the water is and how pure it is. And this river is proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. And so the angel now shows John a river in the New Jerusalem. And rivers play a very prominent role in the Bible and in the story of God's people and in the story of God's redemption. Going back to Genesis, going back to the Garden of Eden, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 10, we're told that there was a river in Eden that flowed through Eden, much like there is a river in the New Jerusalem flowing through the New Jerusalem. There was a river that flowed through Eden, it says, to water the garden. Later in the book of Exodus, when God delivers the children of Israel from their slavery in Egypt, remember God sent 10 plagues upon the Egyptians, and the first plague was that he turned the Nile River to blood. The Egyptians worshipped the Nile River as a god, and so the Lord was judging the Egyptian god by turning it to blood. And so again, you see a river as part of the story there. When God brought the children of Israel into the promised land under the leadership of Joshua, they crossed through the Jordan River to enter into the promised land. In the New Testament, Jesus Christ began his public ministry at a river, at the Jordan River. He was baptized in the Jordan River by John the Baptist. By the way, he's baptized at the same location that the children of Israel crossed through and into the promised land. He's baptized at the very same location. The place is called Bethabara in your Bible. Bethabara means the house or the place of the crossing. And so Jesus is baptized at the place of the crossing where the children of Israel crossed into the promised land many years before. It's as if God is calling the children of Israel back to where they began, calling them back to the beginning and how they trusted God by faith. And they had this relationship with God that they've lost along the way. And God's calling them back, back to the Jordan River, back to where you first crossed into the land by faith, trusting the Lord. That was all at the Jordan River. So rivers have always played a role in the story of man's redemption in the Bible. And we see here in chapter 22, in our eternal home, the new Jerusalem, there is a river. And the river is prominent in the city of the new Jerusalem. Notice in verse 1 again that this river, it flows from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Who's the Lamb? Jesus. There you go. The Lamb is Jesus. And notice here that God and the Lamb are equal. They share the same eternal throne. You know, John's vision throughout the book of Revelation, he's always putting the Lamb at an equal level with God because the Lamb is God. And you see that throughout the book of Revelation where Jesus is God. He receives the same glory, the same honor, the same position as God because he is God. And this river, it flows from the throne of God and from the throne of the Lamb. Now, if you're a note taker, you might want to jot down Ezekiel 47. Ezekiel 47. Now, Ezekiel 47 tells us about another river, but it's a river that flows from the temple in Jerusalem, and it's a river that will come into existence uh, during the millennial reign of Christ. 
of you, remember, just to back up a little bit, remember, Jesus Christ is going to return to the earth, literally, physically to the earth, and he's going to establish his kingdom on the earth, ruling and reigning from the temple in Jerusalem, and he's going to reign for a thousand years. That's why it's called the millennium or the millennial kingdom. And then at the end of the thousand years, he creates a new heaven and a new earth and a new Jerusalem, and he reigns from the new Jerusalem forever and ever. And in Ezekiel 47, we're told that in the millennium, there will be a river that flows from the temple in Jerusalem, and the river is going to flow, one branch of it's going to flow down to the Dead Sea, and, it's, and we're told in Ezekiel 47, it's going to bring life to the Dead Sea, and the Dead Sea will be teeming with life and with fish. So much so, Ezekiel 47 says people will actually fish at the Dead Sea and spread their nets at the Dead Sea, which is good news for those of us that like to fish, that there's going to be fishing in the kingdom age, at least at the Dead Sea. There may not be a sea in the New Jerusalem, but there's going to be fishing during the millennial reign of Christ at the Dead Sea. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Part of that river is going to flow from the temple down to the Dead Sea. Another branch of it will flow west to the Mediterranean Sea, and it's all going to be flowing out of the temple in Jerusalem, flowing from the temple. Now, this is a little extra information. It's not on the test, so don't worry. But the Jews... They celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles, the fact that God tabernacled with them in the desert while they were wandering around for 40 years. Part of that celebration, they had a ceremony each day of part of that Feast of Tabernacles where the priests would go from the temple down to the Pool of Siloam there in Jerusalem, and they'd fill these pitchers of water with water. They'd go back up to the temple, and they would pour the water out on the floor of the temple, in the courts of the temple, near the altar of the temple. And they do that every day. And on the last day, after they would go through this ceremony, they would pray. And what would they pray for? They would pray for the Messiah to come and establish his kingdom and rule from the temple in Jerusalem. And the pouring out of the water at the altar at the temple it was symbolic of what is described in Ezekiel 47, that during the millennial kingdom, when the Messiah is reigning, that there will be a river coming from the temple in Jerusalem, flowing out of the temple. That's what was symbolic of pouring the water out on the temple ground there in Jerusalem. And if you remember in John chapter 7, it's during that ceremony in the Feast of Tabernacles, when they do the water ceremony, That Jesus stands up and cries out, If any man thirsts, let him come to me and drink. 
And out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. What was Jesus saying? Jesus said, I'm the temple. I'm the temple. The temple of God is here. If you come to me, if you're thirsty, I will satisfy that thirst with rivers of living water. So you have this description in Ezekiel 47 of a river during the millennium, during the thousand years. Ezekiel goes on to tell us that on both sides of that river will grow all kinds of trees. Those trees will bear fruit every month. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine. Very similar to what we see in the New Jerusalem. Here in the New Jerusalem, there is a river. But the river does not flow from the temple in the New Jerusalem. Why doesn't it flow from the temple? Because there is no temple in the New Jerusalem. Look back in chapter 21, verse 22. But I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. A temple was a place you would go to to worship God. They don't need to go to a place to worship God. They don't need to go to a building because God is dwelling with them in the New Jerusalem. So the river in the New Jerusalem, it flows from the throne of God because God's with them in their midst. And it flows from the throne of God and from the Lamb. And John describes this river in verse 1 as pure. He describes it as clear as crystal. Remember, this is the new earth. (laughs) It's not a river that he's describing from this earth, right? You wouldn't describe a river from this earth as pure or clear as crystal. I do some fishing, and I've done some fishing in the past down in the District of Columbia. There's actually fish in the Potomac River and in the Tidal Basin in D.C. There's a lot of fish in that area, actually. But, you know, when you buy a fishing license for the District of Columbia... When you get issued your fishing license, they also issue you a warning about eating the fish from the Potomac River in the District of Columbia. And it's got this little kind of scale on it that tells you how many pounds of fish you can eat per week and not die kind of thing. For me, I just enjoy the sport of fishing. If you give me a warning about how much fish I can and can't eat, I'm not eating any fish. You know, just in case your numbers are off or something. (laughs) This is a pure river. This is the new, new earth, and this pure river, water, it's crystal clear. Verse 2, John tells us the river flows down the middle of the main street of the new Jerusalem. Just like every city has a main street in the city, the new Jerusalem will have a main street, and this river will flow down the middle of the main street. So this river is a prominent feature in the new Jerusalem flowing from the throne of God and down the central boulevard of the city. In the Old Testament, the psalmist sings about this river in Psalm 46. I'll just read the verse to you. But it's Psalm 46, verse 4. There is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. This river will make glad the city of God. It's going to flow down the middle of Main Street, the central boulevard of the New Jerusalem, so that everybody has access to it. Everybody knows where it is, how to get to it. And it's going to bring joy to the New Jerusalem. In verse 1, again, if you look, he calls it the river of water of life. If you look back in chapter 21, verse 6, Jesus said in verse 6, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. 
I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. So Jesus here, he will give the water of life freely to anyone who's thirsty. That's the only qualification. You have to be thirsty and he'll give of the water of life freely to anyone who thirsts. You know, God has created us with a natural physical thirst. If you can remember a time when you were really, really, really thirsty, maybe in the summertime you're playing sports or something, and you're just really, really thirsty. And when you're thirsty like that, the thing that you want most of all is ice cold water. You know, you won't settle for room temperature water or a Coca-Cola. You want ice cold water when you're really, really thirsty. And when you get that ice cold water and you just drink it down and it's running down your shirt and you just drink a gallon of it, Because it's so refreshing and it's so satisfying. There's nothing that satisfies a thirst like ice cold water. Well, God has created us with a physical thirst, but God has also created us with a spiritual thirst. A spiritual thirst that can only be satisfied by Jesus Christ. Nothing else. Nothing else will do it. You know, remember a couple weeks ago, we looked looked in John chapter 4 at the story of the woman at the well in Sychar. The Samaritan woman. You guys remember that story? And if you remember, she had been married five times. And she was living with a guy she wasn't married to. She was shacking up with some guy. That was a woman who had a spiritual thirst that she was trying to satisfy with relationships with men. And it wasn't satisfying her. And so she was going from relationship to relationship to relationship, trying to satisfy this spiritual thirst that's only satisfied by Jesus Christ. And we all have this spiritual thirst and we try to satisfy it with other things, the things of the world that the world offers us, but it never leaves us fully satisfied. We might be satisfied for a little bit temporarily, but then the thirst comes back. Sometimes it comes back greater than before. And so we try something else. We try something more and nothing satisfies because only Jesus Christ can satisfy. And the Bible describes this spiritual thirst that we all have and there's There's several passages that talk about it. I just want to share a few with you. You can just listen. But in Psalm 63, verse 1, O God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you. In a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. Here he describes his soul as thirsting for God, his flesh longing for God. He's spiritually speaking He's in a dry and thirsty land. There's no water. He's in a desert spiritually, and he's, he's thirsting for God. Psalm 42, verse 1. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God to satisfy that thirst? Longing for God, thirsting for God. Psalm 84, how lovely is your tabernacle, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. There the psalmist says, my soul longs, yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord. Have you ever been so hot and so thirsty you feel like you're going to faint? That's how the psalmist feels spiritually. I'm going to faint. I'm going to pass out. Just so desperate for the Lord, so thirsty for the Lord. We all have this spiritual thirst that can only be filled by Jesus Christ. He asked- 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Currently, Pastor Dan is teaching through the book of Revelation, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. Many questions might arise as you listen to these messages about the end times. If you're wondering about something you heard today, would you give us a call? Our number is 410-491-4592. We'd be happy to talk with you about anything you heard today or to hear about how these messages are impacting your life. We'd also love to know about any prayer requests you might have. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. Would you be willing to pray for the ministry of Ring of Truth? So many listeners may be hearing life-changing news that they might not hear anywhere else. This is a tremendous opportunity to reach people who are lost and without a Savior. We value your prayers for these important messages that are going out. Pray that lives would be changed and that God's kingdom would greatly multiply because of the truth of His Word. Thanks so much for listening today. If you'd like to hear more messages like this one, we encourage you to go to calvaryec.com. Next time, Pastor Dan will continue on this peculiar book of the Bible, Revelation is one of the many that are curious about but find it hard to understand. We trust that God's giving you some clarity by listening to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.